Hello and welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max. I am an alcoholic and I am a believer and I am sober today only by the grace of God and the program as it's contained in the 12-step literature. Today we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about emotional sobriety. Um, throughout the literature it talks about is, is stopping enough and we the book says it's not and we're going to encourage you that just removing the addictive behavior there's more to it than just that sobriety is is more than abstaining from addictive behavior um, to creating a lifestyle that reaches um, deeper emotional balance that's the goal of getting clean of being sober of having that emotional balance not just removing the item that we utilized in an addictive fashion but to have a deeper life emotional sobriety is that missing link in achieving full addiction recovery optimal recovery if you will it helps us to reach a place in our lives where we truly feel emotionally whole and for many addicts and alcoholics that was always a, a real challenge. Emotional sobriety helps us keep our emotional center of gravity uh, where it needs to be. We, we learn things like um, how to hold on to ourselves without letting other people's limited perceptions of us and our addiction define us or even impact our behavior. Um, emotional sobriety won't push us to pressure ourselves into to changing uh, prematurely or too quickly, but will still also encourage us to be teachable. Um, emotional sobriety sees struggles as beneficial and have, as grief as necessary, which we always avoided pain. That was one of the reasons that we used, was so that we didn't have to experience pain uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, one uh, author and therapist wrote it this way, um, we need to learn from the past and then get the heck out of there. But many of us are stuck in the past and don't know how to get the heck out of there. And for addicts and alcoholics, that can be a, a dangerous place to be stuck. And so that's where emotional sobriety comes in because we have to deal with the past in order to have emotional sobriety today. When we work toward emotional sobriety, we begin to allow ourselves to, to sometimes re-experience our traumas, our shortcomings, those things that we experience, and we begin to digest and resolve them. That's where the steps come in. The steps bring about emotional sobriety because we've had the opportunity to look and, and re-experience some of the things in our past. When we experience something really toxic, and, and I'll, I'll, if you ingest something that's toxic, the body experiences toxic and it makes us vomit. It gets rid of it. Um, we, we vomit that out. The same sometimes happens with our toxic experiences in life. When we revisit them, we, we want to throw them up. Um, and this process that will help, that's what helps us digest a traumatic experience. Sometimes by vomiting it up, this is the process that will help separate um, us and help us to grow. 
You know, that when we're able to get rid of those toxins, when we're able to get rid of those past experiences and our part in them because we've taken care of them, those toxins are removed. They, they leave. They're no longer working on us and killing us. We strive to find the words that will best reflect what is needed to say. Um, because how many times have we been frozen with fear and flooded with feelings because of the past. And that does not look like emotional sobriety. The bottom line is that throughout our sobriety, we need to be able to trust ourselves, our, our, our wisdom, our, the, the thoughts that come from God, to be able to trust that voice. But what will move us toward resolutions and emotional sobriety is that knowledge that we can trust our thoughts. We're wired to complete unfinished business, to move toward wholeness. So knowing that we can trust the voice, then we can leave those toxins, toxins behind. It's important to remember that, the, uh, that addiction recovery is not just about sobriety, about getting sober or getting clean. It's the discovery of new possibilities and new identity beyond just being an alcoholic or addict. That's not what defines us, even if that's part of our identity. Now, it talks about emotional sobriety in the, the, in the literature. And so let's take a look at some of what it says there. Um, I, we can feel, and many of us feel, that the program, the programs that we're involved in, they're God-inspired. And that God is at every meeting um, that we attend. We see, believe, and have come to know um, that the program works because we have stayed sober today. We know it works. We're sober today. You're sober today. If God is in our heart and he speak to us and he can speak to us through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I need to, I need that and I also want to be one. I should seek to do his will by living spiritual principles and my reward for doing that will be sanity and emotional sobriety. When we look to be a channel of God's love and peace, we experience sanity and emotional sobriety. It tells us in uh, AA's 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, we primarily have fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. Living upon a basis of unsatisfied demands, we are in a state of continual disturbance and frustration. Therefore, no peace was to be had unless we could find a means of reducing these demands. The difference between a demand and a simple request is plain to anyone. We can't have peace if we're making all these demands on others um, and unrealistic ones. We have this disturbance and this frustration. That's the opposite of emotional sobriety. Emotional sobriety is that peace of mind, that peace of heart and soul. Peace is possible for us when, um, when we start to let go of expectations. When we're trapped in our thoughts about what I want and what, I sh what should be coming to me, I'm in a state of fear or just this anxious anticipation. and It's just not conducive to emotional sobriety. The truth is we need to surrender over and over again to the reality that our dependence on God for the... Because when we do that for our dependence on God, then we find peace. We can find gratitude and spiritual security. That emotional sobriety comes from surrender to God. It tells us in uh, The Language of the Heart, another book from AA, 
My stability came out of trying to give, not out of demanding that I receive. Thus, I think it can work out with emotional sobriety. If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root of it some unhealthy dependence or, and its consequent unhealthy demand. Let us, with God's help, continually surrender these hobbling demands. Then we can be set free to live and love, and we may then be able to uh, 12, steps oursel- uh, 12, 12 step ourselves and others into emotional sobriety. In other words, again, giving, giving ourselves to God, giving to others, again, helps lead to emotional sobriety. Years of dependence on drugs and alcohol as a chemical mood changer, it deprived us of the capability to interact emotionally with others. We thought we had to be self-sufficient or self-reliant and self-motivated. See, self, 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 self in a world of unreliable people. We finally lost our self-respect and we were left with dependence lacking any ability to trust ourselves or to believe in anything. Surrender and self-examination while we were sharing with newcomers helped us to ask ask humbly for help. So we want to ask humbly for help and to truly be able to experience it. Here are some additional quotes from the literature. And this is about sobriety. We've kind of talked about the emotional part. I want to focus just for a few moments on the sobriety part. The feeling of being one with God and man, this emerging from isolation through the open and honest sharing of our terrible burdens of guilt, bring us to a resting place where we may prepare ourselves for the following steps toward a full and meaningful sobriety. Step five propels us and positions us to have meaningful sobriety. It tells us in regards to step 12, here we begin to practice all 12 steps of the program in our daily lives so that we um, and those about us may find emotional sobriety. The whole point of practicing these principles in all our affairs is so that we can have emotional sobriety. It tells us in regards to step four uh, in the step book, by now, the newcomer has probably arrived at the following conclusion that their character defects representing instincts gone astray have been the primary cause of their drinking and using and his failure at life that unless they are now willing to work hard at the elimination of the worst of these defects, both sobriety and peace of mind will elude them, that all the faulty foundation of his life will have to be torn out and build anew on bedrock. Um, We eliminate the defects. And when we eliminate the defects, sobriety and peace of mind come. Until he so humbles himself, his sobriety, if any, will be precarious. Humility is needed for sobriety. But all who are in the least reasonable will agree upon one point. This again is in regards to step four, that there's plenty wrong with us addicts and alcoholics about which plenty will have to be done if we're to expect sobriety, progress, and any real ability to cope with life. Nearly all people in recovery have found, too, that unless they develop much more of this precious quality of humility that may be required just for sobriety, they still haven't much chance of becoming truly happy. Humility helps lead to happiness. It's the great paradox 
of recovery, that we, we know we can seldom keep the precious gift of sobriety unless we give it away. Giving away is the key to um, sobriety. And the aim of our service is to bring sobriety within reach of all who want it. And that's truly the, uh, the gift of being emotionally sober, that we can help others. Our scripture for today comes from Psalm 30. It's verses 5 and then 11 and 12. Psalm 30, verses 5, 11 and 12. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the, in the morning. You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. Sackcloth is, is what you would wear when you mourn that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. We have anger, but God wants to give us favor for our lifetime. We have weeping in the evening, but he wants rejoicing in the morning. He's turned our wailing into dancing. He has given us emotional balance through humility. He's removed our sackcloth, our mourning, and clothed us with joy. Again, attached to emotional surprise, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. We have to have gratitude. When we experience emotional sobriety, our response is gratitude. It's an overflow of that emotional sobriety. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. How could we not in our sobriety and in our emotional, in our emotional sobriety as well? Hopefully that helped you today. God bless. Thank you for joining Studio RC. And uh, remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless.